This podcast is brought to you by The Missing Link in partnership with VMware. Hello and welcome back to our special three-part podcast series, Your Essential Guide to the Cloud. So far, we've learned what the cloud is and how it can play a vital role in helping you grow your business. In our last episode, we had a look at some of the big tech giants and discovered that when it comes to the cloud, big isn't always better. So it's all cookie cutter. They're so large, they don't customise it. There's a one-size-fits-all kind of mentality. Now in our final episode, we're going to learn all about Smart Cloud. The Missing Link's homegrown private cloud platform. We own it, we operate it, it's all based in Australia, and we offer our customers infrastructure and platform as a service. Joining us again as we present your essential guide to the cloud is Alana Berman-Reynard. Alana is Head of Solutions in the Cloud and IT Division of The Missing Link and Ashley Stedman, Sales Manager for the Infrastructure and Cloud Team. Guys, we've learned just about everything about the cloud. We've learned how it works, what services are available on the cloud. We even looked at the big tech giants and what they offer in terms of the cloud. And you guys have got Smart Cloud. Tell us about that. Smart Cloud is the Missing Link's owned and operated private cloud platform. So it's a private cloud platform owned by an Aussie company. Our data centers are in Australia and our support teams are on Aussie soil as well. We offer infrastructure as a service, just like the, I guess, the big tech companies and platform as a service as well. That's right. So it's it's essentially the Missing Link's homegrown private cloud platform. We own it. We operate it. It's all based in Australia and we offer our customers infrastructure and platform as a service. So you're offering up all of the things that the big giants, the big tech giants offer, but you're offering up a whole bunch of other services as well. We'll come to more on that in a moment, but how did Smart Cloud come about? It was about 12 years ago, so 2010, that Smart Cloud first came into existence. And it came about because clients of ours were looking for more. They were enjoying our managed services and wanted us to take on more or take on management of like all of their IT. And their internal IT teams weren't focused on IT equipment and they weren't interested or able to take on you know the projects to refresh that hardware every four to five years. Um, And another thing was that, you know, 12 years ago, you couldn't get this kind of enterprise grade platform and equipment for a small to medium business. It was just too expensive. So Smart Cloud has always been built on VMware Cloud Director, which is a a platform for service providers to provide a secure multi-tenancy or dedicated host private cloud. So it's like a flagship product for VMware. I mean, we've built it all on Dell hardware, Dell hyperconverged hardware, and we use Cisco networking and we run out of Equinix data centers in Australia. Okay. And so VMware, is that is that like the middleware? Yeah. So it's what enables us to take all of our hardware and give customers like a private area tenancy for them and also to give them self-service access to it. And it's also the virtualization of that hardware. In the last episode, we talked about Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and what you're offering here with Smart Cloud, you're offering up everything that they offer, but all of those little things that we thought, oh, you know, this could be a problem for me. I'm running my business here, and then I want to talk to someone in in that organization because I've got a problem and I can't get through to them. I have to email them. I can't even call them. 
But that's different with you guys, isn't it? Because you've got smart cloud and that changes all of that in terms of that customer service aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you have an issue with your your IT environment, you want to call someone who knows your IT environment. You don't want to call someone where you are completely unfamiliar. And what about certification, Alana? Is everything going to be safe? Yeah, so we, our Smart Cloud platform and the Missing Link are ISO 27001 certified, uh, which is a security standard about how we deal with data and our security processes. And we also have the VMware Cloud Verified Badge, which means we've been validated by VMware that we're running the best in class VMware products, that they're up to date, and it gives the clients a guarantee that the platform they're using is future proofed. And also the data centers we use, Equinix, have a long list of certifications to do with ISO as well, SOC certifications and things like that. But isn't it easier for me to just buy it off the shelf from these guys, Microsoft or Google or whatever? Uh, No, because as we mentioned before, you don't know where to start with the huge amounts of products. Whereas when you come to us, we are the experts and we will help guide you on what's the best for your business. And even in some cases, you know, we might put things outside of Smart Cloud if that's the best place to put it. We want to put, I guess, do what's right for the customer. And what if I wanted to move from one of those big companies to Smart Cloud? Is that hard to migrate across? It's something our team would work with the customer on. I guess there's varying degrees, but it should be fairly straightforward. We can do lift and shift migrations or we could re-architect if there's better ways of structuring that customer's environment. And Ashley, you're in the sales department, so you're face-to-face with the clients. You're there telling them, look, these are the benefits of Smart Cloud and this is what the missing link can do for you. And then you have to then come back and work with Alana and with the clients and tailor that whole solution for them, don't you? Yeah, correct. Most of the account managers in my team have a level of expertise. We expect that when we hire people. You've got to know something about IT. Yeah, exactly. So that being said, we have pre-sales resources in our team as well. We have solutions architects. We have designers. We have people that can scope out a migration. Well, let me just bring in Alana here because when we talk about tailored solutions and architecture, what are we talking about here, Alana? When we talk about architecture, we're talking about the overall IT environment and how all the pieces of it fit together. That's what an architect does. They're looking at the whole picture of a customer's IT environment. And then they work with engineers that are specialists in other areas to put all the pieces together. So it's quite a complicated role. Okay, let me give you guys an example. Let's say I'm an insurance broker or a mortgage broker. I've got 50 to 60 staff. Sydney and Brisbane. It's a B2B. We're operating a busy office from 7am to 8pm. We've got a call center. We've been in business for a few years. We're looking to go onto the cloud. We never have. We've got a big room out the back with all of these towers, technical towers, where everything's stored and all the servers are all out there. We don't know really what to do. Pretty easy to just go to Microsoft, Amazon, Google, whatever, buy it off the shelf. It's all taken care of. But as we learn in our second episode, There's a few issues with that. So how easy is it for me to come to the missing link? I want to get on the cloud. How does it work? So with Smart Cloud, you can just log in and start using it if you have the IT resources to do that. But I think where we really add value is we would use our you know, technical team, our architects, our solution consultants would come in and figure out 
what are you trying to gain by going to the cloud? What's the motivator? What What's the driver in doing that? Because sometimes, I guess some people's expectations of the cloud and what it will give them, we just need to make sure that we're choosing the right solution. But if they come to us with Smart Cloud, we can help, you know, make sure that they're using all the right resources and, you know, it's built in a way that's the most efficient for their business. Yeah, because if I'm the mortgage broker and I've got 50 to 60 staff and I need to put on another 30 people into the call centre because we've got a new product and it's going crazy, I need to be able to deal with that on an IT level as well, don't I? Yeah, so in, in that example, you, you know, the ability to scale up quickly, you know, that's a case for private cloud solution, absolutely. Going back to something that Alana mentioned before is, you know, we, we do take the time to understand our customers' requirements as well, though, because if you go to a company that only sells public cloud, guess what they're going to sell you? If you go to a partner that only sells hardware, guess what they're going to sell you? You want to find an agnostic partner who's going to look at your business requirements, say, yep, that stuff, perfect use case for public cloud. Let's let's do that. What about security? How safe is it? So Smart Cloud, the platform, we regularly do vulnerability assessments and penetration tests and make sure that any vulnerabilities that are found are quickly patched or remediated. And when we architect and build a customer solution, we're building it with security in mind. So it's not like, I guess, the big hyperscalers where it's completely on the, like on the customer to it's their responsibility to make sure their data is secure and it's resilient and things like that. That's just part of our service. We'll help the customer build that. So, okay, let's say I've got an issue with the business. I need support very quickly. What happens? How does that work? So our service experience team is available 24-7 for P1 incidents, so incidents where the customer cannot work and our response time on that is half an hour. So vast improvement on what you see from some of the larger players. Okay, I've made the decision. I want to take my business to the cloud. What do I do? I think if you don't have internal, good internal IT staff or have the skill set or the experience around cloud, the first thing I'd be doing is finding a partner that's going to help guide you through this journey and pick the best places to put your data and applications, whether that be on a private cloud or a public cloud or on-premises that they're agnostic and kind of doing what's best for you. That would be the first step I would take. And just be really clear, I guess, on what your goals are and what you want out of your IT environment. Yeah, look, Alana's right. One of the most important things that companies need to do is find a trusted partner, find a trusted agnostic partner. You know, Alana mentioned before putting the right things in the right places, you've got to find a partner that's going to help you do that. Sometimes that's public cloud, sometimes that's private cloud, and sometimes it's a hybrid with with some on-premise as well. Well, I think you need some expertise. That's the bottom line, isn't it? 100%. And even if you do have internal IT staff that have considerable skills, they wouldn't have ever migrated to a cloud before. There's still going to be gaps where a partner can come in and help with that. You guys are all over it. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience with us on the cloud. I think we've pretty much covered everything that we need to know about the cloud and all the benefits and services that go with it. Thank you, Alana berman Reynard, Head of Solutions in the Cloud and IT Division at The Missing Link. Outstanding, Alana. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And Ashley Stedman, The Missing Link Sales Manager for Infrastructure and Cloud Team. Thank you, Ash. You're a wealth of knowledge. Thank you, Matt. And if you'd like to find out more information from this series, you can access various links and resources in the episode description box located right here on your podcast player. 
Or you can contact The Missing Link via their website, themissinglink.com.au. You can also subscribe and hear more podcasts from The Missing Link wherever you enjoy your podcasts. This podcast was recorded on the traditional country of the Camaragal people of the Garangai tribe of the Aora Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and elders past, present and emerging.